it would be bullshit to say that there's a, at this level where they are that the riders someone is really better than all the others they are all on a really it's an edge where all the riders are and right now the last years how i can tell the first guys was like it's not the question who is better the question was who is doing a mistake welcome back to the second part of the riders lounge podcast interview with the professor from germany fabian bowser's I'm Steve Sommerfeld and I'm a washed up FMX rider who now spends more time talking about freestyle motocross than actually riding. But in saying that, it's way safer to be hosting this podcast dedicated to FMX and listening to the riders and their stories who are always pushing the limits of what's possible on a dirt bike or just making cool content and giving me a reason to go on Instagram. Actually, I only really get excited about Instagram for the, you know, the throwback Thursday photos where i can momentarily live in the past and try to remember the cool things that i did but that's the joy of getting older i guess the other joys of getting a little bit older is becoming more of a connoisseur of fine beers and after traveling the world for more than a decade and riding my bike i've definitely taste tested a lot and i couldn't be more stoked to come across the range of beers from the Rothaus brewery in germany the tannen zapfler range of pills Wheat beers, Rattlers, and alcohol-free options are so good. And of course, they're produced in Germany with that eye to detail that you would expect. This is beer in its purest form, and there's nothing better than a cold tannin zapfler while creating this podcast episode. I also want to give a shout out to the guys at Custom MX Graphics, MotorX Oils, GB Orthopedics, DEP Pipes, Race Effects, and TCX Boots, who actually sponsor me with the Comp Evo 2 boots, but I actually forgot that they also sponsor my guest, Fabian Bauzaks, way back in the day, and he's still getting around in his 2.1 boots since he's had, you know, with a few brand new pairs in boxes since about 2013. So it's good to see that they still last. Since Fabi and I were both vaccinated with a gramophone needle, like my mum used to say, and in Germany you'd probably call him Herr Labersachs, which is kind of a gas bag. I knew halfway through this interview that it would make more sense to break it up into two parts and actually go a bit deeper into Fabi's world. In part two, we move from the disappointment of just missing out on that world championship in 2003, which was in part one, and we see where his FMX career takes him, which spanned about 15 years or so. From learning the flip Riding at Red Bull X Fighters, which is absolutely massive. Playing video games, of course, like we always do. And judging at Night of the Jumps at the World Championships. Speaking of which, keep your eyes peeled on Night of the Jumps on their Instagram, Facebook or YouTube pages as we're breaking open the vault on some classic events. And we'll be bringing live stream new content throughout this whole lockdown phase until we're back and bring you all new world championship competitions. We might even have to pull out an old episode from before 2013 when Fabian was still on top of the FMX world. So without further ado, here's part two with Fabian Bowersungs. So you missed the world championship, or the being becoming the world champion in 2003. Exactly. You're coming back from injury. Everyone starts backflipping. Did you get close to winning a world championship again? Uh, for the compact, for the compact and stuff, it was just pain in the ass because yeah. I was hard to do all my stuff again and to uh, get over the fear, mm. you know, to feel. To feel good again, good again on the bike and stuff with and the bike. And with all these backflips going on now, Hilo with his kicker flip, so it was a kicker flip yeah. time, you know, and also Bussy and stuff. And this cost me so much points. Mm. And you can do normal tricks you, as good you as you want it. If someone is doing a backflip, that was just the thing where it's look more risk, more yeah. technical stuff. Technical, I mean, you know, if you know a backflip yeah. and you know how to do it, now you would say it's not technical anymore. It's. Yeah. But so it was really, really hard to get back to their level. Yeah. I guess it took me one one year 
because I don't have a form pit. We don't have in Europe or in Germany a form pit. We also have to go down to Andre Villa. Then I did my first form pit on a on, on a on a bike. So uh, BMX or something. In a BMX yeah. or something. Then with a was it Samstar bike? 120 cc. Ah, yeah, these yeah. little things. Yeah. Little and then bike. I just I just went for it in Andre Villa's place in the with a 250. Yeah. The first one. I was scared, jumped off, otherwise I would have done it. So yeah. I just did it two or three times more. Then we had to close the form pit and we went back to Germany. And that's it. So three shots. Three shots. <laughs> and then no form pit here. Nothing. And it was not enough to do it on dirt. So we built my own form pit. A lot of time, a lot of money. Yeah. Did so many backflips in it. Perfect. All fine. Had an next event. I guess it was Cologne. Two weeks. And I decided I will do my first backflip in Cologne. So I built up a landing. Set everything in place. That the take off in the same thing everything yeah it was raining <laughs> but i wanted to do it went up did my first test jump and it was so wet <laughs> and the landing which i made new yeah. ah, it, it felt good when you was walking on it and yeah. just driving down but when i landed it i stuck immediately really stuck not even on <laughs> i landed whoop, zero and I hit my balls so bad, <laughs> so bad. I went also over the over the handlebars, over the handlebars. Yeah. And you know when you have your finger always on the clutch, yeah, it was my my finger just snapped. Oh, and it was yeah. So your fingers and come all the way back to your yeah, wrist. It was it was, it was direct swollen and oh. everything. And exactly at this moment, okay. Cologne, <laughs> not my first backflip. That's done. Nope. And it became even worse because I, I was always used to riding with the finger on the yeah. clutch, also doing tsunamis and all the stuff. I needed to get learn the whole technique different. Yeah. So, yeah. again, it cost me a long time. So, it was really hard way. Hey, and now? So, the, so the knee really just started messed up uh, everything ah. it messed up everything and you know what now i get it i have never done a, a backflip on a on a kicker ramp on a short distance i skipped it i was really? to bust this place in schenkenhorst they had a new for big form pit and it was just a fun thing i said look just skip the fucking kicker flip yeah. just go for the long one and i was like you think it's possible? You think it's good? And Basti, of course, just go for it. <laughs> do it. Hey, it's 20, good for Basti 20, to tell 10. you to do it. <laughs> do it. It's no problem. 21 meters. And I'm like, okay, so I was watching him. I mean, he was always watching how they're doing it. Yeah. Speed check, jumping two times straight mm. in the form pit. And then, okay, go for it. And the first backflip, the long one, was perfect in really? the form pit. Wow. Really. I did three more, and the next day again, I did three or five, and then Mini, the mechanic, you know him, he was like, ah, every flip is so good, and everything is perfect, I'm bored to get you out of the form pit, just go and do it on fucking dirt. Oh. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> and he said, look, everyone was saying everything is perfect, I felt good, I felt like I'm having yeah. the control. And I don't know. I just did it on dirt. It was hard for the brain, you know. The first backflip mm. on 21 meters. But Schenkenhorst was a nice track. Everything. I had the people around me, which I was doing most of the time my riding. I felt good. So I went for it. Yeah. And what should I say? The first one, perfect. Oy. Absolutely perfect. Sweet. And the wind came up. No backflip anymore. The next one was two days later in Stefan Banks' place. Different ramp, different landing. I was scared. I did it. Was good. That's impressive. And it was really good for the head. You know, yeah. if this is working like this, if you can do it on different ramps, yeah. different landings, it gives you a big uh, confidence boost. Confidence, really. exactly. Yeah. And then it was one week later was Berlin. Another ramp. I mean, they are pretty similar, but you know, a ramp is not the same yeah. ramp. Nope. Always different. First contest, did my first backflip on in a contest. And then I was back in the game. Yeah. 
So you did it straight away then in the contest. Yeah. That's impressive because it probably means nothing now. Because in this day and age, you should be doing double backflips every day you, you ride, blah, yeah, blah, this, blah, blah. This guy's but crazy. In, in when nobody knew, and, and every ramp is different, and you're always like, you just have to make sure that first one, do you feel good? Yeah, okay. I feel good. Hopefully it just works the same as yeah, yeah, yeah. the one before that I remember last week somewhere else. So yeah, back in those days, no one really knew. Like it was, it was new for everybody. It was fresh. So that's pretty crazy. And then, so you wrote a lot with Busty Walter. Yeah, he was He's, my long time writing mate. Yeah. And also one of my biggest, what do you say, opponent? Or what ah, is that, uh, yeah, opponent. Uh, he yeah. was like competitor of course, German. against you. Yeah, he was both German. Yeah, of course, we did it the friendly way. We was training all the time together. We was looking at videos and stuff. So it was always a friendly enemy. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. You know, he you push him and he pushes exactly, you, and exactly, and that's how you get yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, and so then you two were both riding at Red Bull X Fighters as well. So you've done a lot of IFMXF, Night of the Jumps. Yeah, you got into X Fighters. That's that's huge. That was really good times, and Red Bull X Fighters is pretty tough. The events was really tough. It was totally different to the events you are used to with indoor yeah. and having two or three ramps because you know it was also smaller you have you had two eight meter ramps one kicker ramp and maybe one nine meter ramp yeah. but then everything was pretty basic yeah but then when you showed up to some x fighters whoo it's different yeah all the other names big names you was kind of nervous other rams and stuff so but the energy they had in in madrid in this stierkampf arena you're in madrid it was in nice. madrid it was this was still on honda i guess this was the time before i had ah so before the knee, injured, the the knee injury yeah, okay so but like i've been there for you, a long time this, I, so this was good but yeah also riding with metzger yeah and all Andrew Villa and all the big names and stuff. So it was really fun. And now I would say, or in the last years in my freestyle career, to be honest, I was not so sad not to ride these events. Yeah. Because you just had to be so gnarly. Exactly. Yeah. And I was still at this, I was over 30. Yeah. You know, when I was still on a really high level, good superman flips sometimes for my you know <laughs> i'm really tall yeah. it was really hard for me to do some tsunami flips or something and i never figured out how to do it because when i tried it i slowed down the rotation so bad that i always was hard to get the rotation yeah. done and stuff but i was old compared to the other guys and I was thinking way more. Yeah. That's, I guess, the normal part of it. That's of natural. Older. Yeah. And always when I was seeing these guys, what they are doing, and over this always different distances, you know, different ramps and dirt takeoffs and stuff, I was like, you are just damn crazy. Yeah. Those guys, like, I guess, what, 2010, that sort of time maybe a bit earlier, like, it was just so gnarly. The The courses were gnarly and they were pushing each other. Yeah, yeah. That's what's, it's in that time, crazy. it was crazy. And you were in the middle of all that. Yeah. But as as was, kind of the old guy, but, you yeah. know, representing Germany, I guess. And uh, So, to be honest, I was sometimes, I was just like, okay, I maybe this is just a little bit too much risking your life. You're risking your life anyway when you're doing this stuff all the time. Yeah. But, with this stuff more i was like okay it's it's good so because i was focusing focusing already on on business and company and stuff a little bit so i wanted to give always my best yeah. but not pushing up the risk too much yeah exactly i i can i know exactly what you've talking about because i i did the same thing i i think i always thought too much about it i should have just done it but maybe if i just did it 
it would be, uh, I would have be, even more injuries than I already maybe, do. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Actually, prevents you of doing stupidness, maybe uh, or stupid things. Maybe. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. So, your nickname is the Professor. How yeah. did you get that nickname? And I think probably by listening <laughs> to you so far, I guess the people have understood why exactly. you're the Professor. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. I, I guess um, you know. From the time on after my crashes, I'm always trying to figure out and finding out the reason why something is not working as I want, why I crashed or something. And I was working a lot with with videotapes, you know, yeah. someone filmed me. I was watching it always to find out what is the problem. If it's me, if it's something with a bike or whatever, and always finding out a solution to solve the problem. And when I had these damn crashes, it pissed. It was I yeah. was just pissed, you know, yeah. with the pain all the time of the bike and stuff. And in the beginning, I also was just like, ah, not a problem, just go for it. Yeah. No helmet on, switched off, and go for it. And we made a lot of stuff. Also with Basti, after thinking it, it's stupid, and no one would believe me that I have done this stuff. Yeah. You know, because uh, Fat would never have done stuff like this. But I'm I have trouble believing it, yes. But <laughs> I, I have I have done some some crazy things and stuff yeah. when we was out for riding on the bike. But I guess the crash in Salzburg when we had this pretty big track in this uh, soccer field. Yeah. And it was long gaps between and long run ups and everything. And we don't had dirt. It was more more this stone stuff uh, I, I don't know this kind is of like gravel or something no not but gravel but the little rocks yeah, yeah, exactly. not the fine stuff you know we say we, we say shotter ah a, yeah yeah you put yeah. on uh, the asphalt and stuff yeah kind of like crusher dust sort of like kind of so, but yeah. rocks rocks like this you know yeah. and it looked perfect when they made it new and they yeah. just smoothed it out and everything everything looked perfect and at this time we don't had run ups no ah, mesh, the, no no mesh, mesh on the nothing. Yeah. And of course, we was training, and as more people was riding, all this dirt yeah. or these stones come up really loose, and you have these ruts yeah. before this before the ramp, and you had this gap. You know, there's a ruts getting deeper and deeper, like a ten centimeter, and then rut exactly the a rut, ramp and, and then you get in a ramp and what? Yeah. You got this kick on your kick in, the on the, in the ass. Yeah, and we had jumps like 23 meters 23 and a half meters so there was really huge and it was just a nice view sitting on the stage like in the stands in the stage in the stands and looking to yeah. the other riders it was just huge and this was a time with a rock solid crash i was feeling so good with it and had fun because so much airtime and i was doing them all the day and checking pictures and it yeah. was just fine and I can remember like it was yesterday. I just did my <laughs> last round and I said, look, now to be good for the final or for the qualification run, do this trick here again and then one more rock solid and then everything is fine. Save it yeah. on your brain, go for it. It's a rock solid. But my bike, normally you have this, what do you say, corner? Yeah. When the when the when the bike is flying in a in a normal corner. Ah, okay, yeah. It comes the up, arc, the arc up of to the one jump. point, the arc exactly. Yeah. But at this time, I did the rock solid, grabbed my seat, let loose, yeah. and then I realized, hmm, <laughs> my bike is not coming up to me. My bike is going. Ah, you you left it too late. No, for the I, I was not. I I no? don't left it too late. The I was thinking, what was the problem? And then I realized, fuck, this rut before, Yeah, there was really deep, Yeah, and I got this kick. <gasps> ah. When I got in the ramp, I got this kick on yeah. my So your ass has got a kick, so your, the back end's coming up higher. Exactly, and then when you go out like this off the ramp, this arc yeah. of your... Of the jump, yeah. Of the jump is totally different. And if you mess this up with a rock solid, yeah. you have a big problem. No. And you did. I did a big rock solid because you don't realize it that something yeah. is wrong. You jump out, go back in a position, let loose your bike, and then was hmm, okay, your bike is gone, <laughs> and it's like 
making you long, trying to grab it. And I just touched with the finger my rear fender. Yeah. And, and then... And that was it. You just supermaned it. all the way into Superman the ground. All the way. And my bike landed perfect and straight. It run down <laughs> 20 or 30 meters straight to the end of to the, the... To the fence or something? To the fence or something. Boop! Fell down. Yeah. And I... Heads down, but the good thing is I made it in the landing. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, roll and blah blah blah. And then this was a point where I broke the hip the first time. Oh, and my sitting bone. Oh, and also this coccyx. You see see this this easy scar here. Oh yeah. All this uh, ligaments was ripped out of the thumb and stuff. Oh. Then I was really pissed, and then I was just thinking, and when I came back after this one, I was like. No ruts, yeah. No shit. I don't want it. And then I was just like, I don't want to crash because of shitty preparation or shitty landings or something. And that's when the professor was born. Exactly. This was maybe the the game changer yeah. for me. It changed me. It changed all the guys around me because at this moment I was like, look, get this stuff off the track yeah makes the landing better or something and i was kind of i guess for some persons i was kind of a what do you say anstrengend pain in the ass i believe like would pain be in, the pain in the ass <laughs> but i was always look when someone is crashing it's me for sure because of this fucking rock or because of this shitty angle in the landing and i have to handle the pain not you so yeah but it worked out pretty. So get pretty off good. your ass, put the shovel on there, fix up the run up, and do it. And do when, it right. And it worked good for me. I had pretty less yeah. crashes or stuff. So this was I was really happy for it. Although with my run up system, yeah. you know, just quick, I always had this duct tape on the run up because I knew this is the point where I just you sort of you measured gas. out even on the run up exactly where you need to power and on. i just had my power on how i did it and it was always working yeah. didn't jump too long didn't jump too short seems to be stupid but it helped me yeah. gave me a lot of self-confidence yeah. for new jumps and stuff and this was all i was worried about yeah and the yeah. rest what some guys talking about <laughs> I, I just give a shit on it yeah. you know i was feeling good with it and it helped me a lot and I guess all my results and the pictures and everything and how long I was in this high level of the game, I guess it was is saying enough words to say it was good. It was and the it right thing out. to do. It worked for you. And that's the most important thing. <laughs> Prost. <laughs> Prost. Cheers. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm definitely not the professor. Um, I'm pretty relaxed about it all. But I'm also pretty good at overjumping everything. I don't normally worry about the landings. Yeah, but I yeah. don't care how big the landings are because I land on the flat ground anyway. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's also like when you see some guys overjumping it really bad and how it looks like, then it's just like it's you know when it happened, it's most of the time your first jump yeah. of the day or something. <laughs> no, for me, it's every jump o- of the day. Every jump. Good. Then then, it's, <laughs> then then maybe you do something wrong. But you know, if you go somewhere and you say, "Ah, oh, look, it's twenty-one meter and it looks different." Sometimes your brain is just playing bad games with you, and it seems like, oh, oh, that's far. I have to uh, hit the gas yeah, when, more. When you when you first look at that jump, yeah. you know, and then you overjump it, and bam, and then yeah. you, oh fuck, now my neck hurts, yeah. my my ankles and my wrists. I just got used to that feeling. And, <laughs> and this was what I was just hating. You know, it yeah. was like when you go somewhere like Italy and you want to ride now for one week. Yeah. It's not a good deal to do destroy yourself in the first jump hey no problem if you're in italy then you just eat pizza <laughs> all week pizza and, and pasta and yeah, grappa yeah, and pasta right. no problem no though and this with that, with Val- hey actually you were talking about that salzburg event yeah where you did the rock solid crash do you have video of that you know the funny thing is no one oh come on no because it's, it is no one had a video of this crash I suppose we didn't have mobile phones back then videoing everything. It was really crazy, but this was the event where Alvaro Talfara... Because that's what I'm thinking. Derek Burlo. Yeah. You know, this name I can remember. They, what do you say? Jumped they together? Cr- say, they say, hit, say, they say, hit each other. Cross the line. The, they hit each other yeah. in, the, in the air. 
that's what I'm thinking. So in that one event, you've done this huge rock solid until the ground, yeah. huge crash, and then they had one of the most iconic crashes ever, exactly. where they're both on the run up on a on a like ninety degree angle to each other and didn't exactly. see exactly the other one coming, and they just collected there was each other perfectly. A lot of discussions about it, how this could happen, and where was you know who had the fault about it and yeah. stuff with the riders or stuff like this. But I guess also after this event, a lot of things changed in the in how running the the, the, the events, events, you know, and the competitions. Like more safety guys with all the flags and stuff and the, the rules becoming was becoming way more uh, strength. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it might was strong. strong. Yeah, or tougher. More, more, more tougher. tougher can I, exactly. Because they realized it's going to be really, really dangerous. And also, this was a time pretty, pretty close after the the running, running the, the, the runner plates yeah. was coming up because ah. they was looking for a solution to get rid of the ruts and stuff. Yeah. So the run ups, the, the, the wood with this metal on it. So we can almost trace this back to you in Europe, saying. Fuck off! I'm not riding on this shit. Yeah, we need a solution. And yeah, because you know, and all that the doesn't f- surprise me. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 surprise no, no. Me that because you know, and also <laughs> with all the festivals we was doing yeah. with the air team and stuff, it was just on a on a green area and stuff. Yeah, and you did three shows a day for two or three days. Can you imagine how the grass looked? Yeah, ruts. Everything was bumpy and stuff so it was it was horrible in the end and then with this mesh stuff it was just good and the good thing is also even when it was raining a little bit you can go and doing some jumps yeah exactly you can still get a show done exactly the promoter's still happy or the sponsors or whoever is still happy and the crowd get to see the show so you've done your job that's right that's right and to be serious you know about it the tricks and all the stuff you was doing on your bike Everything had to be perfect, you know. Yeah. It's like I said, it's a it's a connection of really small things. When they all connecting good, it's looking easy and it looking good. Yeah. But if something is not connecting good, it looks awful, and it's feeling bad yeah. when you crash when you crash or something. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So you've had quite an interesting career. There's there's a few crashes in there that kind of destroyed where you you were obviously on the way up and and you almost won a world championship and then it just sounds like it was like a up and down up and down and and you just couldn't get back to that very 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 top where you'd want to win a world championship and then we get to what 2013 must have been your last year yeah cologne do you do you look back and have regrets that you finished in 2013, even at that point? The tricks you were doing then are still in competitions now. Yeah. Do you feel like you retired too early? Was it the right time? Nah, I'm pretty, pretty happy with all my decisions I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the years, what I did and what I have done, I'm proud of it. And I did my job. Yeah. That's what is always was my goal. I wanted to go out and give my best. And I guess I did it. And I think there's not not much shows where someone can say, oh, he had a bad day. He was not riding his yeah. tricks and stuff. I guess all of the events I was, when I was focused and doing my stuff, I did it. Yeah. Doesn't matter if the track was not as good or stuff. I just sorted it out yeah. and, and get my job done. Yeah. There was a lot of arguments and discussions, of course, before and why and getting the track better and stuff. But in the end, it worked out. And also with now having my own business, all the work, and it was yeah, many years to get to this point where I am right now. As a lot of things you have to do, I'm super happy that all my parents and stuff standing behind me and still helping me out because yeah. there's so so much stuff to do, and I wouldn't be happy to did it later, you know, because it's like if I was riding more years, 
and I came later in the business, my parents getting older and older yeah. and it's still stress for them. Though when it was good, I needed to learn a lot of things for my dad. Then you come into the point where you have to say, okay, now I am on the standard, daddy, you have to go back a little bit because everything yeah. changed. Yeah. Though now I'm up to date, everything is different. I'm happy about it, doing my job. Everyone is hopefully fine with it. And so it's good where I am right now. And also with the injuries and stuff, you know, I was just in the end, Steve, it's when you're not riding all the time, I was riding, doing my business, still doing some shows, but you don't find it, find the time to go on for riding all yeah. the time. You're not riding full time, professional, Ex exactly. every day like you should. Exactly. And then when you go out for shows and you think about it, hmm, damn it, you was not able to ride for the last two or three weeks because of work, because of shitty weather and, and, and. And then you are standing in front of this mobile landing ramp and you think, yeah. okay, don't come too short, don't overjump, just get the show done and fine, do your best. But and if, I, if you've got that fear in your mind exactly. before you've started, you probably shouldn't exactly, do it. Exactly. And I, I did my stuff and I made my plan for myself. I said, look, this year I just doing the German events from Night of the Chumps. All the other events, I was already there for doing the track stuff, helping out and stuff like this, judging. And my last show was a plan from all the year, the Supercross in Stuttgart. This was my plan. And at this last show, I had this brain fart, what I told you in the at the start, at yeah. the start of the session here. I had this brain fart. And this was like, okay, you had it in your mind. And this one now is... You have to do it. Stop it. And also from this time on, I never ever jump the ramp anymore. That is so unreal. I yeah. I remember because I met you in Torino Night of the Jumps. You'd had a hernia operation. Ah, yeah. I was with was I there with the crutches? Yeah, you had yeah. the crutches and everything. You were still riding then. And then you were coming back on for like, that was the, the last year you were having your last. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and you had this hernia operation, then you were going to come back. Ah, and then. You were right. I was not riding the event active. No, you were I was doing the track. Or the track, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then was Cologne coming up. Yeah. And so you have prepared, you've, you've had the hernia operation. Okay. I have my last event later at Cologne. That's it retirement exactly. and then you crashed again with a yeah. brain fart a, I was a, a float of backflip crash exactly this was a plan uh, Cologne last event goodbye to all my fans and to the crowd I loved and stuff and can you remember in I haven't ridden before Cologne I guess I was just on my track yeah. doing some straight jumps to get back the feeling for the distance and doing some little tracks if my hernia is good yeah and it was good. I felt good. Everything was fine. That's the reason why I was going for, what you say? It was not tsunami flip, uh, Superman like a flip, KOD or flip, flip or something. It, for me, it was a KOD flip, but it was hard for me to come back. Yeah. And I tried them and I did one. And because of when you want to come back, you know it. You have to, all your muscles. Yeah, you've, you've got to crunch, you have to hard crunch to everything to come back. And yeah. I crunched it. I nearly drank and it was like, boop. Really sharp pain in this hernia region. Yeah. yeah, it was not the hernia was ripped apart, but because my muscles was not, yeah. um, what do you say, um, used. Yeah, all the weeks before, and this was a, a muscle, yeah. mus like muscle a little tear, 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 of the tear. and you know how painful it is. Yeah. So there was not many tricks I can do, but it was fine. It was good. And that was my last contest and the show. I was just training for it, doing it, and then was a brain fart. Broke my ankle. <sighs> so you you left your final show, which you had planned for, in an ambulance. Exactly. And it was my it was my first it was was my first loop out backflip crash. I never ever I never had this like you know doing a backflip and looping out with some other guys, you know, and throwing the bike away. I had one here at your house. Oh. <laughs> In my second year, I think that I lived here, I did one. Okay. 
on at at Fabland. Yeah, yeah. I just had a brain fart and Larry yeah. Loop out. Yeah. And I never, you know, I never. And I, had I just watched the landing the whole time and went, oh, well, <laughs> I guess going for the ass bomb. Yeah, I I didn't. I wasn't really in the ass bomb position. I kind of. It was almost like the start of a a, a bike flip, like Tom okay. Pochez. Yeah, yeah. The bike kind of went up, and I was just looking at it going, "Well, it's not doing a backflip, and I'm <laughs> not com- at all, and I'm not coming back from this ruler, so <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna eat dirty." Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so you, no, that that was the end of my career. So, uh, but the 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 real what what really matters at the end of the day was it didn't matter that you won a world championship. That's not actually going to change anything. Whether you're a world champion or not wasn't going to change what you did. No. You were happy, though, just to do exactly what you did. I mean, you know, if I would have the title world championship, it would be easier for getting sponsors and it may, maybe would open more doors and stuff. And also, of course, you would have more possibility then, you know. Mm. You can go maybe somewhere else for training. You get bigger sponsors who are giving you more money so you can spend more time somewhere in Torrevera for training with Andre Villa and stuff. So this was an awesome location to ride. But what can you say? Everything yeah. happens for a reason. You Sometimes you don't know why. That's what I'm always saying like this, why I'm sitting here with yeah. my still in pain shoulder. I don't know why. It had also some good parts, doing some really important changes for my business and stuff because I had time. But maybe one year later or something, you know why it happened and yeah. for what it was good yeah. in the end. Yeah, you have time to think and change direction, do what you need to do maybe. Exactly. No regrets. That's it. That's it so far. Yeah. So obviously, like I'm looking at the thing, we've been going for an hour and a half, so I'm going to split this into two parts. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah, one yeah, hour yeah. mark, yeah, so yeah. We, we'll say the first hour is uh, part one and we'll do part two. So this is part of part well, two now. Do what? Just cut it out, but it's nonsense. Uh, there's a lot of nonsense that <laughs> we just wouldn't start. No. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. So I, I want to ask though, you've, you've been there from the start. You've seen where we are now with guys like Luke Ackerman, of course, and... Tom, okay, Luke at Night of the Jumps because we're judging there and yeah. that's the question. But there's Tom, there's Levi, Sheeny, Clinton, Tucker, Jacko Strong, Adelberg, all them big boys. Um, But where Freestyle was, where it has come to now, and now you are full-time judging at the World Championships, uh, that has to be a hell of a job because you know what it's like but it's also just so gnarly now. How do you see how do you see it the, the progression until now and where do we go from here? And how the hell do you judge it? Whew. Yeah. The progression for me it's just crazy. I told you before. Even when I was riding, but at this yeah, at this what level where the other guys were and what they was doing for me, it was crazy to see how much skills and there was riding every day and stuff. Of course, there must be a, a different level, but it was just, I was, what do you say? Um, not not proud. It was, I was just, still I was like, oh, what they are doing, you know? Yeah. It was like just seeing it, it was crazy. And I was just like, even I was doing same stuff, but they was just doing it in a different way. And then all the stuff coming up with this double flip, yeah. you know, double flip, crazy, Mike Metzger, and it's awesome, no one can do it, and you know, all this stuff around, and what they're doing now, in a double flip, and stuff, Sheeny with his triple flip, okay, you have to see, they're building up special ramps for it, special landings, and everything, but it's good for the sport, it brings up new tricks, pushing it up to a new level, everything. So it's really, really good for the spectators because it's so more action and stuff. For the riders on the other side, it's getting so much more dangerous. Yeah, You know, because if you double backflip, crash something, Cam Sinclair and stuff, everything looks so easy if you do it. Yeah. It looks so easy, but no one who is not doing it and never have ridden a bike or jumped it knows what you have to do 
all and to go through all the pain and, and time to do this. Yeah. And how much or how how fast a little mistake can destroy everything you was working for the whole s season or something, yeah. you know? And look at Luke. Luke, to be honest, at the beginning he was kind of a little bit crazy guy. He had huge balls. He still have huge balls, but he was riding in the beginning with way less brain <laughs> like he is doing now. I'm exactly that is exactly the truth. And I told him in the beginning, I said, look, Luke, you don't have to go out always and showing 110% because you are not giving 100%, you always 100%. Yeah. And now, the last years, you can see him thinking more about it, smart, just cool down a little bit more at the point where he has to yeah. and then bring it on where at it the right needed time. Yeah. at the right time. And it paid out for him. Yeah. It was good. And now, now he is... He's, now I can look at him when he's riding. I'm not as scared anymore as I was in the beginning. Yeah. Because I know how it hurts when you crash. And this is the part where I'm just feeling the pain when these guys and my friends are crashing. And maybe see if this is also something with judging and stuff. I know it. I went through a hard way with the judging because I most of time got scored pretty lower low because i was riding smooth and it was not looking like sketchy and difficult it was just smooth and easy and so the personal impression was like ah it's low and whatever it's an yeah. old story whatever but on the other side now i know what they are doing i'm trying to figure out what is technical what all the little details the guys have to do figuring out on which jump they are doing it and then trying to give my best points and also with all this knowledge from yeah. the background to be a fair guy. And other part of this with helping the track and stuff, I know sometimes I am pain in the ass, I know, but when I have to do a job, I want to get like Professor Freestyle, I want to get the best out of it. And because right now I am having my own business, You get money out of it or you get the best result when you do it fast. Good. These two things. Yeah. Do it fast and do it good. Yeah. No mistakes, nothing. And if I have too much stuff messing around and messing it up and I have to do it three times, this is just costing my time and nerves. So why not do it at the first time yeah. right That's it. and perfect and then it's done. Good. Yeah. Ah, so uh, it is what it is. Yeah, some, exactly. some guys would say, ah, blah, 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 problem and always. But I know all the years what I have done, I guess it was good. Yeah. We had problems and stuff all with my work. And this was always what I want to do, like in the freestyle. When I do something what I was booked for or paid for, I want to do it good. Yeah. No regrets, no complaining about it. And I had to take care of the safety for the guys. So it was never ever where I would say, ah, yeah, ah, it will work, whatever. I double checked it, even like I had to jump it. And then when I would say it's good, then, then I was happy. For it. That's it. I mean, yeah, exactly. So you're looking after the track, you're judging it. And I know even between you and I, um, when we're judging and sometimes, and that's the good reason of having five judges or three judges or whatever, I have a different thought of, jumps compared to you because i have a different background to your background and and i always think like when you're watching someone like malero who's always perfect with every trick clean yeah yeah, yeah. very very clean but uh, there's not that sort of crazy coming out yeah, yeah exactly that yeah. you would see from luke uh but then that's also different than if you watched adelberg ronaldo or you know all those other guys that are kind of really smooth levi And so how do you how do you work out who's better on the night? Because that's the, the toughest job is who's first, second, third, Most fourth. Exactly. All these guys, like I said, we are all persons. We all have a person, you know, meaning. Yeah. Everything have a different impression about some person doing stuff. And it wouldn't It would be bullshit to say that there's a, at this level where they are that the riders 
someone is really better than all the others. They are all on a really, it's an edge where all the riders are. Yeah. And right now, the last years, how I can tell, the first guys was like, it's not the question who is better. The question was who is doing a mistake or who is doing yeah. these little mistakes where you can say, okay, they was riding really good because on the tricks and on the scores, they was all so super close, just one or two points difference. But then in the end, there was these little mistakes where you can say, look, now this one was riding super clean. Now he on this day is first. The other was doing some new tricks, but not so safe. And then in the end was with all these um, track use, different ramps and stuff, what they're doing. So it got really, really hard to pick a winner out of these super guys who are riding so perfect and on a high level. But someone has to win, yeah. right? That's and it. then that's it. You have five judges. The highest one is out. The lowest one is out. And the other three is just some summe and... Yeah. We had a system yeah. and every rider knows it. So some guys are really smart and worked with this system perfectly. Went home, building their own ramps and stuff just to make sure when I'm on the next event, I want to hit this ramp as well, doing a trick over it to get the track use point. And, you know, it's not as easy. It's not like some spectators just sitting outside and, oh, this was riding way better. Yeah. Now we have a system and all the riders know it yeah. because we have to find the line where we can judge. That's it. Yeah, and every event is different. Every every track is going to be a little bit different, even though all the ramps are eight meters or nine meter radius and a super kicker and, and whatever ramp that's there, quarter pipe. But actually they're all different. Every day is different. You can put an of eight course. meter ramp on 21 meters and we do it at night of the jumps. Every event, it's eight meters at 21 or 21 and a half or whatever we decide on at the time. And then almost every single time, ah, the ramp's too short or it's too Different. big today. And like, yeah. It's exactly, exactly the same as last time, but it, it never is or it never feels like it. So that's that's always a tough job. And, and to judge that and everybody's also going to feel different on different days did you have to sleep the night before of course did yeah, they yeah. travel 40 hours um to get there have they got a cold or that or that's are they just shitting their pants because they know they're going to go for a big trick yeah sometimes or it's are they feeling easy they're like <laughs> that's maybe your brain sometimes it's your brain who's just telling you something else or just with these events we had sometimes long run-ups and we put it on 21 and a half meters the week before, it was like, ah, oh, that's too far. Move it half a meter in front. We moved it on 21. And then the next time, we put it on 21 again because everyone was telling, this is perfect, it is night. But we had five meter more long long run-ups. Yeah. And then the they ramp feels different. Yeah. They overjumped it. And then, whoa, that's never 21 meters. And it's bullshit. Change it. Yes, it was 21 meters. It's just more run-up. Every day is different. And here we go again with my system. Put in this fucking duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> the professor's give me, back. Give me, give me 100 run-up meter. Yeah, run 100 up. meters. I, yeah. I didn't care about it. Yeah. I knew, okay, this, I just looked with one eye on this one. Okay, and this is the point. And then here you're just starting yeah. your guess. And it worked for 20, for 18, for yeah. 23 or something, whatever. It was just my style. Yeah. I was a little bit... Special, you can say. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, that's good. And actually, um, thinking about how how you're training or how you're feeling at home and to get rid of those nerves when you're training for freestyle, I do it and I learned this or this particular thing from you. Remember when I first came here five years ago and you said, ah, Steve, what... What video games do you play? <laughs> and I oh. said, oh, yeah, Call of Duty on Xbox. But I came to Germany with two gear bags, one with parts and one with clothes. And I don't have a TV here and I don't have an Xbox. Ah, but you have a PC. And you said, ah, you should play World of Tanks. <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember I, I came up here and uh, you said, ah, come and... I'll play the game, come and watch me have a beer and, and watch the game. I just want to say, I guess you came here because we said, come on, come by, 
for having a beer and I was sitting in my room just playing <laughs> a little bit and say, look, just look what this game is and you have the beer and then maybe it's it's fun for you as well. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was, it's a reason about the beer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe the beer was the reason that got me here. But I mean, like, I, I always played video games just to, like, chill out and, yeah. you know, just just stop thinking about stuff and yeah, it's just funny that I came up here. I'm only bringing this up purely because we've played so damn much World of Tanks on the on the lap. Well, I'm on the laptop. You've got your on the computer. computer, and you know, you know what this thing is about. Because I'm always get asked about it, and what what does it make sense to do it or whatever. I'm more the after some years getting crazy with Night of the Chumps and the parties and stuff. Now I'm pretty calm you know i i had so many so many actions and run driving around and traveling around now i just settle down and my job site is stressful enough and with all the years of doing this um, pretty risky and dangerous hobby and stuff there is something what you can do without risk at all it's just good yeah. and you know you put on your computer having a game it's fun and you are your brain focusing so much on this thing right now on the game that it just blocks out all the other thoughts for me it's like this not thinking on work at this hour when i am playing or something i'm just ausblenden what do you say you just you just push ah, these yeah. sides away you know because you are focused on this thing and that's the same when i was riding motocross i'm focused on this thing and this is where my brain just we say get released yeah. or something yeah. refreshes yeah. a little bit yeah sometimes going out in some bars having three or four beers being there for two hours and then coming home i'm going in my room one hour one and a half hours maybe Two, when you when you was here when you half. was here we we may maybe did it a little bit more what do you say um i don't know more well a lot longer and with a lot uh, more beer a lot of longer a lot of because i had more time yeah you had more time and everything yeah. and it was winter time you can't do anything outside also with my job so we did it a little bit more extreme yeah a little full bit gas. extreme a little bit a little bit more full gas with and you know all, all these good times with the manatark yeah ah uh, so um manatark is uh, it, it's not really manatark but here in germany they say manatark is kind of like men's day day exactly. off to walk around with a box of beer and a little trailer or something yeah, like yeah, something, or, or shubkare or whatever yeah, what it in, is, in or the wheelbarrow or i've seen buggies getting around exactly yeah yeah but then we've had our manatags here with a couple of guys like stefan and uh and Anox, mike, Anox, mike and yeah mike mike and starman starman and yeah. anox yeah. exactly and these are friends i just i never know them personally yeah i met them online in world of tanks just random we had some games together and it just connected, you know? It's just like, they are not riding motocross. They yeah. are not doing some other crazy stuff like yeah. we are doing on the one side. Yeah. But this is also one part they are loving to do and they do it. And so it connected and from this one, I guess a really good friendship started. Yeah. One is in Munich, the other is up to Bautzen. So it's a long way between yeah. these guys and they was living first in the same village, then because the chops, yeah. they had to split up. And now I came in between, I'm in the middle of this yeah, distance. It's like two hours each so way it's or perfect. something. Yeah. We said, hey, Manatark, let's meet here. We had it the years before, then you showed up <laughs> and you loved also German I beer. I don't know exactly. <laughs> I was just, I was just now, I was just now thinking about. You're trying hmm, to be professional. Is or? it? Is it? Is it? Is it world of tanks? You're loving or the or the oh, beer? But anyway, no, the both. other guys, now the other guys loving both, and so yeah, it's it's fine. And it was Ausnahme. That's what I mean. Ausnahme. What do you say? Ausnahme Zustand, which is not normal not regular it's yeah. these two days are what do you say i don't know 
It's crazy. It's it's totally. Yeah, it's just different. It's, it's just different. Yeah. We was just here grilling, having beers, playing computer, even at the day, yeah. being inside. Outside was sun. No one cares. Yeah. Sitting inside drinking sun? beers. Sun? No, the sun's just for Lars. Lars yeah. stands outside. The he master. makes the, the grillmaster grill Lars. He can stand out there with. DJ Jürgen, they exactly. get the, the grill ready, get and, the barbecue ready. And we getting beer. And you know, and all yeah. this, this Fessian, 50 liters of beer. <laughs> yeah. no, that's ah, we'll have to ask Rothaus for a couple of Fessians for Manitag this year. Why not? Maybe we can have some good time here. And Mike and Stefan already asked us, what are we doing this year with Manitag? I said, hmm. with Corona, it's a problem. Yeah. But maybe we just postpone it. Postpone, yeah. Postpone it. Then do it even bigger. So Manitag is supposed to be in like one week, two weeks. I think so. Was yeah, the it's, plan? It's, it's pretty close. It's pretty and I close. guess it's not going to happen. So uh, I guess it gives us a little bit more time now to do some training. Yes. With World of Tanks, we should get some training in. We've probably talked for long enough. Exactly. And uh, get some practice in before Stefan and Mike come, and we can kick their asses, kick their asses. with <laughs> the <Right>. big boomstick. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, that's just a part of still being a little bit a child, whatever. And, you know, I'm always saying everyone has to do what is good for him. Or So, one is doing this, one is doing this. You have to accept it. For some people, it's stupid. For other one is saying, hey, I know it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Uh, so that, I've, I've played 50,000 games now on this. Are uh, you... <laughs> you have... But I my don't stats know. are looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, but how many years I played it before? <laughs> and then you came and you passed me in one and a half years. And I okay. have now, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I train hard. It's more than double. I work than hard and I play hard. Me. I, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Dankeschön. Thank you very much, Fabi. Thank you. It was a good time. Awesome. It was only a little two-parter, this one. <laughs> we'll make it into two parts. No I asked, problem at I all. asked you before. Should we talk small or longer? And you said, ah, let's right. talk about it. We can keep talking because it's going to be a long time until the next yeah, night of anyway. the jumps to find another interview. So maybe and we make three, four, and, and five parts. And you know, I'm an old, old guy. I had a long career, so I uh, have a lot of stuff to old. talk about it. So if you want a short story, take one of the young guns. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Danke schön. And let's go play some tanks and What's drink wrong? a... Tannen Zepfler. One more. Exactly. Prost. So, Prost. See you soon. Bye bye. Well, we kind of got a bit off topic there. Maybe just because it was getting late, the beer was tasting too good, and I just wanted to play some games. I want to thank Fabian for taking the time to sit down between the craziness that is his life of painting houses in Rudenthal and the Coburg region in Germany. If you're based in Germany and want to renovate your house and make it look like the bee's knees and to the absolute highest quality, then you need to look no further than Fabi. I'm pretty sure after listening to this podcast, you can hear that Fabian is an absolute perfectionist and that's exactly how he approaches painting houses and anything else. So check out his company, it's Malagerschaft Bauzachs. I also want to thank Rothaus for keeping us hydrated throughout this interview. I made myself a little mixed box of tannin zepflers with the pills and the alcohol-free beers, knowing that Fabi was at home and he could enjoy a couple of cold beers, and I certainly didn't miss out by having a couple of the alcohol-free tannin zepfler pills, which tastes almost exactly the same. Because the worst thing would be to go somewhere and think you're missing out by not having a beer. But with the Tannen Zepfler range, they've got it covered. And what's most important is it tastes absolutely perfect. To find out more about Rothaus, you can visit their website at rothaus.de. And better yet, click on the Find Us uh, tab. I think it's the third tab along on the website. Put in your postcode and see how close to awesomeness you are. If you enjoyed this interview, please subscribe to this podcast in whatever platform you're listening to it on and give it a nice big five-star rating. Also, check out our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube channels for special content, 
videos and photos of each of our guests that come on. Some good, some bad, some just funny. And if you have any comments, suggestions, or you have a favorite writer that you want interviewed, just let me know or tag me on Instagram, which is where I spend most of my time just scrolling and looking at cool photos and just motorbikes and dirt in general. And it also just keeps me away from looking at Facebook scientists at the moment. So uh, yeah, get on Instagram. Actually, there is a much better way to use my time on my phone right now. The new TIMX game, This Is Motocross, has just been released in beta version on both the iOS and Android versions. So I'm just going to go and get some practice in, see if I can't turn myself into a pro E-FMX rider. Catch you later.